Welcome to the Mind Your Own Dog Business Podcast. I'm your host, the leading pet business expert, Kristen Lee. Here's the thing. I help dog business owners just like yourself become powerful as fuck without sacrificing more. Yeah, no more sacrificing, everybody. Like, there's enough going on as a dog trainer. We'll be talking about growing your dog business through seven-figure sales strategies, marketing that feels authentic as fuck and especially works, and it's hot topics you care about as a dog business entrepreneur and everything in between. Not to mention interviews with some of the leading dog business owners out there today. Get ready to grow and disrupt the way you do in the business of dogs. Let's do this. Hey, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of the Mind Your Own Motherfucking Dog Biz Podcast. Now, today we're not in the studio because we are flying by the seat of our pants with this one. But this topic is a really good fucking topic that Maggie and I were together last week and we started talking to a lot of y'all. Um, I know some of you all attended the Back to Dog Biz Basics Masterclass. And we had a lot of really interesting conversations with some people like before and after And me and Maggie, well, mostly Maggie had this tremendous, tremendous like thought process and this whole thing of like, holy crap, fucking board and trains, board and trains, especially for the force-free positive side of the community. Now I know I have both spectrums listening to my podcast. This isn't a methodology style conversation. This is based around, okay, how can you optimize a board and train? Because historically a lot of forestry trainers shy away from board and trains, right? I see a lot of y'all doing like the adventure hikes, a lot of forestry adventure hikes. There is a lot of uh, the group classes, which Maggie, Maggie's on to join us. We are not talking names on that one (laughs) Um, because there's a a lot of things happening in in the dog training industry when it comes to group classes um, and a lot of private sessions. So this conversation is not necessarily for the balanced trainers or the positive trainers or whatever else, but we want to start talking about implementing board and trains and how they are starting to become like the future of dog training, essentially. Um, Facilities definitely are in there too as well, but not necessarily just facilities and everything else. Anyway, I'm rambling. Hi, Maggie. Welcome. This is the first time you've been on since you've almost died like 20 times in the last two years. Oh, it's it's such a long story, kids. Don't worry about it. I'm really (laughs) glad to be back. And of course, I'm on the tail end of a of a really bad cold, so I sound like absolute horseshit. But that's fine. I know you guys are, I know you guys are used to dealing with me sounding like horseshit, so it's fine. Um, you know, and I I'm really excited to be here. I feel like there's two elephant in the rooms that we get to discuss today. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one being going back to what was it last week when we were connecting with a lot of you guys around the class we did, but also connecting with a lot of you guys in the background, talking about boarding trains, etc. The number one elephant in the room that I'd like to discuss is everybody knows the podcast. You guys, all of you, you're like, wait, grassroots dog biz school. Oh, you mean my dear dog dog biz podcast? I love it because you're amazing, Kristen. That's my point. (laughs) (laughs) I'm smart and you are smart and pretty, and so are the listeners. This is very true. Well, and that's that's part of the reason I was like, man, it's been a while. I can't wait to get back on with you guys. Um, because you guys are also, you know, you're, you're really, you're really trying to stay ahead of the curve. And I feel like, you know, the second, you know, piece being second elephant in the room is the conversation around board and trains, which 
for those of you guys, we don't normally, you normally don't talk about training camps either on here. And I, we don't normally anyway, like in our day to day. And there's a lot of good reasons for that. However, I feel like the elephant in the room really is like talking about the positive side of the industry. Those of you guys that are like force free, fear free, like, you know, coming from that, that like Lima camp, um, little known fact, I originally came from that side of the camp as well. Uh, still to this day, I consider myself to be like more positive leaning dog trainer. I know that there's the, you know, balance camp, et cetera. But what I do, and I don't think it's very helpful to talk about that stuff often when it comes to business. However, I do think it actually makes sense to talk about it in this context because there's such a campaign against the idea of board and trains on the like Lima, Lima side. Like when we dig into the business and Kristen, I know you can back me on this too. When we actually do dig into the business end, we're not talking about training. We really do see a financial divide. Um, at mm-hmm. the same time, whether we like it or not, when we're looking at quote unquote balance trainers, which are much more like, likely to have like these robustly, not robust training programs always, but robust uh, pricing <laughs> to their board mm-hmm. and trains. We're talking about $3,000, $4,000 contracts per client. And if you just look at the numbers, it's like, all right, 4K for one person versus a $25 membership or $125 group class or a $250 group class or a $1,500, you know, private session package. We do see like a, this financial disparagement between the two camps oftentimes. And like, I don't know, Kristen, you and I really talked a lot behind the scenes before kind of like deciding to break the conversation out for everybody else here too. Right. Cause it's like, they, we don't like to talk about these things normally. <laughs> yeah. Well, the conversation in itself is very polarizing. Right. Cause I know there's both styles of dog training and that's, and if we think about balanced dog training, the majority of them are lean trainers, right? But it's such a polarizing conversation that we stay away from because, you know, when we think about the people that we work with, right, Maggie, it's not just balanced trainers or just positive only trainers. It's people that do have entrepreneurial skills that are dog trainers, right? They happen to be in the dog mm-hmm. training industry. And it's really interesting too, because I had this comment come in a few weeks ago and I never had a chance to address it because it got moved into my spam folder. And it was like, do y'all just teach how to create a business or do you actually focus on, you know, encouraging your students to actually have, and I'm not saying this like, like, being like rude the way they ask. It's actually a genuine question. Do you actually encourage your clients to continue their education when it comes to dog training? And it's like, um, yes, we do. It's not just, it's not just necessarily, uh, make all the money in your dog biz, bro. Here's a million dollar dog training plan. No, there is, we do support and continuing education. And we do also as train, I'm not a trainer naturally, Maggie is, but the majority, well, all of our trainers in there are Lima based trainers. Some of them use tools. Yes. But we're not sitting there saying this is the one training camp or this is not the training camp. So if you're triggered by any of like whatever training cramp you're in training camp, you're in by this conversation, I think it's a really good lesson because again, it's going to boil down to the business of the board and trains. And I know for a fact, despite whatever excuses you can't run a board and train for, if you don't have space or you're living in an apartment, there's a lot of dogs, board and trains are going to be the face of dog training. And it's the number one way to start making dramatic moves in the way you do your business. And it's a fucking game changer. Like I'm thinking, for example, Ashley Imig, who was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, 
you know, Ashley is a Lima based positive reinforcement only trainer, naturally. Well, force free trainer, I should say, because I know there's no such thing as a positive only trainer. Oh my God, I'm going to get shit for that. Um, <laughs> oh God. Words, gonna... Kristen. They're words. <laughs> They're words, right? Because, you know, all four quadrants, whatever. I, I do know a little bit. Um, but necessarily, she actually had the conversation. And Ashley is uh, starting to step into a co facilitator role with Dog the School. And she still is one of our top students. And she worked with Maggie on a one on one basis of like actually doing her force board and train. And you can share the story a little bit better because I am only privy to kind of, you know, the after effects and I can share the after effects as much as I want. But I think starting there with that conversation between you and Ashley Maggie is a really good starting point to kind of launch this conversation. But before we do that, I just want to say, please, if you are a listener, please listen with open ears, no matter what. Cause I know sometimes mm-hmm. we have a tendency to switch off as soon as we hear training, like some of my balance peeps on here be like, ah, fuck this. I'm not listening. This is about positive trainers and very similar. It's like positive trainers. Like, oh, my words, you know what I mean? So please come into this with an open mind and open conversation. And this is not necessarily attack on any style of training methodology. This is focused on building your fucking business. Cause that's what we want to do at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Like it hurts our heart. There are so many good fucking people in the industry, especially on the positive side that are necessarily keeping themselves not even in the glass ceilings. Y'all haven't reached the glass ceiling yet. But it's the voluntary part. Look, if you're yeah, not forward thinking to adding in board and trains into your, your like uh dog training regimen of services, right? If mm-hmm. that doesn't become, if done for you services don't become a focal point, you're choosing yeah. the voluntary poor club is basically yeah. what's happening in the market. We don't get to decide as dog trainers, what the market is willing to pay for. And right now they're willing to pay for trainers coming in and, and basically co-raising, co-facilitating raising dogs with them and which costs a lot of money. You can't Mm -hmm. be afraid to to charge. Like, again, we go back to the calculator. How much time and energy does it take to bring in, you know, five clients? And if you're charging uh, $1,500 for a thing or $375 for a thing or whatever, Mm -hmm. and versus like $4,000 for a thing, you're going to, that monetary difference adds up fast. You guys, the only way to make that up is through board and trains. Our long-term thinking always with clients and always has been and kind of originally where we started is reinvesting into facilities, doing it for the right reasons, but having like the, you know, most up-to-date system methods, whatever. Um, and, and training the, the way that you train is definitely part of it. This is another, this is another reason why I think the, the different camps kind of like discuss the idea of board and trains differently. Sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like there's financial judgment. And so, you know, for example, it's like, if you've never done a board and train before, Ashley Emick, for example, yes. <clears throat> first time she's been a dog trainer for years, first time doing a board and train. We all know in the deep recesses of our heart, there's a little bit of like a, a difference in stepping our, our knowledge up because we're no longer teaching in theory in classes or group classes, uh, private lessons, whatever, right? We're actually having to do it ourselves. So there's a little bit of like a leveling up that happens. Um, But even if it's the first time, like having a good structure and knowing like what to do and what not to do the first three days, the first week, et cetera, so on, so forth. You you have to also understand, like if you're going to charge three grand for a board and train, let's say, that you're reinvesting like 1500 back into your education, right? Like there's always like a a plan to keep expanding on your knowledge and abilities. And that's 
that's always a promise we come from with, with clients too. So like with Ashley, you know, we know that the market, the market, not you guys and your thoughts and feelings on how much to charge for board and train, the market will pay anywhere from six to seven grand. If you have the right systems, I told Ashley, that's, that's what the market can pay. So if you want to, you know, start offering a board and train, that's where we start. And we have the plan to like attack it full, full circle. You've got the support of me and like your whole team, et cetera. Like we've got you don't worry about the price tag. She charged that got it the first time, right? Mm-hmm. $7,000 guys for a three week board and train. And I feel like for a lot of people, they'd be like, outraged and bristly and all these things. But like, if you don't know what the full plan is, if you don't have a full plan for yourself, it's very easy to judge like what you don't understand. Right. But we understand this is also a huge place for you guys to be earning capital, to be affording, to go on to your next year. So I don't know. There's a lot of like nuances to this conversation. Board and trains are the future, whether you can do them in in home or not. There's always strategies and ways to like bump your way up in your own business. But yeah, bottom line is like, it's almost like going to become a boomer bust out there um, Mm -hmm. in the industry. And if you're not providing this type of service, it's going to be really hard to survive in the future. No, I agree 100%. So Maggie, can you start kind of going into a little bit about, hmm, I'm like, I want to give some of it away, but I don't want to give it all away because we are having a board and train blueprint webinar in a couple of weeks on the, I think it's the 11th at like five o'clock. I'll, I'll get a link when we, yeah, you know, it. we, it's not often that we run webinars where I'm like, Hey, all of everybody should be there. It's mm-hmm. like, Hey, you, you know, those of you guys that are over here should definitely be, be on this one, et cetera. Yeah. But like, in this case, I feel like this is kind of an industry wide, like service update. If you have any level of dog service care provider teaching fucking basic, be any of it, you guys need to need to be on this next one. Okay. Yeah. I'll drop the link um, in the show notes when we get that going, but all can right. you start kind of laying out like, I don't, cause we all know, like, let's talk about that elephant in the room, the group class model. Let's talk about that. I think this is a good conversation to start having because listen, like a lot of people, when they first start dog training, right? Like they might've, and I have a lot of people that are dog walkers going to dog training. The first thing they think about, Oh, I got to do group classes and private sessions. Can we start talking about how that's starting to become the way of the dodo, the private class, the private yeah. sessions, the group classes? Yeah. Let's, uh, let's break it down to brick and mortar guys. Okay. You guys all know that term brick and mortar business, you have a location there's from, from that like idea. Okay. Dog trainers with a location, you have the first deviation of two different business strategies. One is like overnight boarding slash board and train like the, and then they have like daycare as an adjunct or, you know, like boarding is kind of an adjunct, but like their main thing is like, like board and train. Right. And then you have the, the like daycare facilities that also do overnight. And then they try to like tack on group classes and private lessons. They have mm-hmm. no idea what they're doing for board and trains. They need, they need to find business Jesus. And then you have the folks that have, brick. this is the worst one. This is the third split. The worst version is brick and mortars who are primarily running classes And then they do private lessons and then they try to do memberships and then they try to do mini seminars and then they try to do overnight boarding for a few Mm -hmm. dogs, but then they bring them, bring them home. 
Um, and then they try to do, you know, a couple of board and trains here and there, but that falls flat because they're exhausted from running classes and they've got, you know, five other halftime trainers. They really can't afford to keep, but they're always kind of busy And you know, word of mouth. It's, it's like, there's these splits that happen. What we're telling you guys is the entire model is like being shifted over to, you got to primarily be focused on the, the everyday working with the dog overnight care that they might need and training. Right. So, you know, if you're dealing with brick and mortar that primarily focuses on the, the group classes, private lessons, and then maybe other stuff on the side that those are, those are the ones that are dying the quickest, right? Group class models that, that like that's at the top of their pinnacle. And it doesn't, it, sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, it doesn't like, if you grab the calculator, it doesn't take long to figure out why, like, even if you're charging top dollar for group classes, we're talking like, you know, 250 a class that's per one person per warm body. Your thing that you're selling is $250 versus 7,000. You can do a couple boarding trains, primarily focus on that. All of the other people that you bring in, you can run some of that with your business, but have that be like the extra cheddar. That makes sense. Very few mm-hmm. people know like what to prioritize right now. And if you're not prioritizing board and train style stuff, and it's not board and train, you got to find a secondary facility. If not that like retreats, but that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> We're well, not what if, I'm losing my voice here. I'll let you take over. It's okay. No, what? So I wanted to ask you, so what about the people? Cause I, I don't believe I have many facility owners that listen to this, but it's actually, and also, I also want to no. put this deviation in here too. No, no. Well, can, can I say something about you facility? Look, you guys get halfway through a podcast or a webinar and you're like, oh my God, like just fucking Jesus, take the wheel. You guys always fill out a goddamn application. application. You don't have time <laughs> to yeah. finish this, this podcast. Like, what are you doing? We've exactly. already got your back. Just fucking reach out. Like you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> we'll help you. Yeah. Well, I also want to put this deviation out. Like the future of facilities isn't those, like there are some, like some people do dream to have a large commercial property, but the way the the future of like the facilities is changing a tiny bit too around the way they're set up, the way they're built, the way they look, the way they feel too. So when we talk about yeah. facilities, we're not talking about just like huge commercialized buildings with kennel after kennel after kennel, which is not necessarily a bad thing either, but there's a different kind of shift coming into that too. Um, so no, it's, thinking- the, it's the urge. It's the urban dog hangout slash classroom Ex- slash you're, you're affording to do it because of your high-end clients, exactly. not because of the community. There's a different look and feel to those facilities. A lot of you guys like feel it in your core, but you're like, fuck, mm-hmm. how do I get there? How do I afford exactly. it? You do it with your big ticket people first. And like, it's so apropos that like you, for you, even right now, Kristen, naturally go into facility stuff because what the topic the the business of board and trains, whether you're doing one client or month or not, like irrelevant, I don't care. That is your solid foundation for getting into that facility of the future. Mm-hmm. Like that's the point of doing what we're telling you to do on a baseline. This is why we need to start the conversation about the business of board and trains with force free people, because you guys are missing out on, on all of the money in the market. And that side of the industry shit talks because there's so many people making money that are quote unquote abusing dogs. And then we get stuck on time, money, energy to take down those individuals when the real takedown is taking their fucking money from them. Mm. Boom. That's a big one. 
So Maggie, the question goes back into, so what about the peeps that are, they don't have the facility. They just, they're, I don't want to say mobile dog trainers, but they kind of operate, they go to a park, they go to clients' homes. Like, can you talk a little bit on that spectrum? If you're absolutely in a place you're starting at, cause that's a starting out spot. You're yeah. living in van life for dog trainers. You really can't take on a board and train, maybe one, one a month. Right. If you, but if you're building off of like no home resources, number one, look at how many personal dogs you have. I'm sorry. I fucking said it. That's another fucking elephant in the room. Guys, if you have for every personal dog, you have beyond one, that's taking up a client space. That's, that's $7,000 maximum in my mind and real money, not microwave money, like real money that could be paying your bills, $7,000 a month per personal dog. Okay. Take a look at, at your home environment. We talk about this in dog training all the time. There's an issue with the dog. Look at the environment, right? There's an issue with the dog trainer. Look in the environment. If you're, if you're addicted to dogs and you're trying to like fund that, that like basic need, it's going to be difficult. So maybe not take boarding trains on, but you have to come up with an alternative. (laughs) (laughs) We're not going to talk about that alternative today because why you, you work twice as hard for half of the paycheck. So like mm. we tend to not want to focus our time and energy with you guys on that either. So have fun with your personal dogs. That's usually, isn't that the case though, Kristen? Like anytime yeah. somebody's like, I absolutely can't. We're like, how many personal dogs are like four or five, six or eight. You're like, eight. Oh God damn. <laughs> You're like, well, I only have three, but then I secretly have eight other ones that I'm doing like free rescue work with. Oh, that's so tough. That is put, do you know, that has put so many people out of business, not necessarily yeah. out of business. Well, yeah. Yeah. And actually, we've seen clients yeah. have turnaround of like 20 grand, like additional income a month for the same workload. And then yeah. they're like, what the fuck was I doing? And then, you know, then, then they open the brick and mortar, which just supports a better quality fucking business model anyway. So yeah. that's the thing is like, those of you guys on the ground level, you guys actually have more control over responding to the market than the people that are super busy right now. Because I will tell you, most of the people that are super busy, there's not but 10, 15% of them max that even fucking realize that they're about to fall behind or they've already fall, fallen behind. It's just not caught up to them yet. So you guys are going to have like an opportunity and wave to kind of take over but that's going to be also short-lived by 18 months, maybe about two years from now, because then we're going to have the corporate takeover. <laughs> Which that's a whole other conversation. That's a whole, dude, we're just time stamping. Here's another time we reset it. Here's another time. Cause I'm telling you five years from now, a lot of you guys are going to be like, Oh my God, you know, you guys don't need startup money. For example, to start a business that ends up becoming like, you know, a million dollar a year business. Like yeah. it's crazy. It's like the it's like the old west out there right now. It's like uh, you guys are like gold miners. You can still find like hunks of gold, y'all, but that's quickly not going to be the case. So catch it while you can, and you can use all those hunks of gold to actually fund your own education. Yeah. You know, not nothing. Ding. This is why we're like it doesn't matter how much you charge. There is no such thing as ripping off your market if they're willing to pay for it. If you know and have a plan to deliver value, either either to like that one client, or it's that delivery system of you're investing in the next client and so on and so forth. So you're always fucking growing. It's fine. Yeah. So you know, what are, you can are make some... money and sorry, you can make nope. money and have a moral code. That's oh, I yeah, think, absolutely. That's the thing that needs to be, you can make money 
and be a positive trainer and still keep a moral compass. Just somebody's got to show you the fucking way. Cause most people are like, can't, can't be done. You're just be broke. Be happy. Just help people. Cause you can. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, generally I see, so I, what I see a lot of trainers doing, um, on both camps, I, I'll say anyway, but I see this a lot on the positive side too. It's like, they get to a, the max point, right. With the private sessions, the group classes or whatever else. And they're like, Oh my God, I'm spinning my wheels, whatever. On the outside appears that I'm busy, you're successful, yada, yada. But they're like, all right, so what's the next thing? What's the next thing? And naturally, you know, we're like boarding trains, boarding trains. But the first thing people usually jump to are like the online training, right? Like the virtual co- dog, dog owner coaching or the virtual memberships. And it was really interesting because so last, again, last week, it's probably two weeks from now, um, or two weeks ago, Maggie and I were sitting, working together, kind of putting our heads together collectively. And we're like, all right, so let's take that membership model. Let's take the, the data from one that we know is pulling in a lot oh. of people. Yeah. Don't name no, me. No. All right. Balance side of the community. Hear me out. Um, we're not going to say it, but it's like the you you probably aren't even going to think of who who it is because it's so obvious. Very popular person that's gotten together another like team of other quote unquote popular dog trainers that do a lot of the higher onboarding blah 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 that that seem like that they're on the cutting edge of that side of the industry, and they are also burned out. Don't want to talk about it. I've fucking consulted behind the scenes with many of these people. Um, and, 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 and their next business idea, which was not cleared by me, by the way, um, is the whole membership, blah, 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 that had, they've then started trying to teach down because they're also all starting to become, you know, quote unquote, like business coaches to you guys too, because they're also broke and don't know what to do. And, um, and what it turned into was like the financial breakdown of what these top end industry leaders are making from that model, which you have to have lots of numbers. So you'd think that they'd be, you know, doing the best out of everybody. Each person is making just under a thousand dollars a month. Think about that for a second. Yeah. These people that have top of their industry making, like just working their asses off for a grand a month. When we're telling you guys boots on the ground, one client can be seven grand you know, at, at the, at the maximum benefit. Well, it can go up from there. We don't talk about the $15,000 <laughs> that you guys are selling, excuse me, the $15,000 programs, not that you guys buy from us, but that you guys sell individually. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sometimes I want to like reach out and like, you know, strangle you guys a little bit with love you know, a little like healthy choking in the market. I was going to say some love choking. <laughs> oh, some, some love choking. Um, it, you guys have more earning potential than Kristen and I do. We, <laughs> not even that we necessarily, we choose it, but, but at the same time, like you, you guys, we, we do what we do to make sure that you guys like can see your way. And sometimes I'm like, mm. damn, these guys are so scared of everything. Like you realize you could just be out there fucking killing it right now. Like, you know, if we're all robots, we'd be killing it right now because we'd have no emotions. But like, you know, there that's why the conversations in the camps you come from, that's why I do think it's important to have that be part of this conversation, even though it's like, oh, board and trains, that doesn't have anything to do with camps. No, but it actually really does because depending on where you come from, like there's a different like cult mentality mm-hmm. around it. And so easy to hate it because this person ended up on the news and that other person was like actually choking a dog. 
not like for fun's sake behind the scenes, you know, <laughs> not like bedroom choking, but like the bad kind. It's like, then we got to talk about consent and, you know, but it, re- it really is a deeper conversation that I think is worth exploring because we hold our values and our ideas and our belief systems sometimes almost hidden to ourselves because we base shit off of, of what we see other people get heated about. Mm-hmm. We see other people in the balance or in the, in the positive side of the uh, community industry. We see them get heated about trainers that oftentimes do board and trains. Yep. So we don't want to think about the business of board and trains, but it's crucial. That's yeah. where your survival's at. Yeah. Well, I also, I also see a lot of, well, I'm going to go back to that thought in a second, but I, that was something I had a thought of before. I just wanted to mention it, but You're I so see smart it, and pretty. All right. Stop. I know we are <laughs> We're so smart and pretty. Well, one thing too is, and I've mentioned this before, there is like, there is no honor in being broke, burnt out and tired. You know what I mean? Especially if you're in business for yourself. Oh, like, oh, there's no, oh, sorry. Can I say one thing? Dude, easy, easy rod, easy rod. You guys, <laughs> you're listening to this. Your mentors are, are like not ashamed of being broke and burnt out and being like, but I've martyred myself for the betterment, betterment of the dogs. And how many of you guys are like, Ooh, so internally, I know I want to cringe. I don't know why. But I still want to learn what I can from this person. That's what, that's the cult mentality. That's the shit that you're coming out of. You don't even realize that you're used to coping with like a shitty mentality when it comes to business and shit. Sorry. Damn. What you just said. It's so true though. Yeah. There's there's like, it's your loyalty to this, to the dogs and like the betterment of dogs and people doesn't necessarily mean, or it doesn't mean at all that you need to like, sacrifice everything. You know what I mean? Like at at your expense and at your business expense, right? I would rather put a million dollars in the hands of a positive trainer that's getting their shit done versus a balanced trainer that just has a fucking shitty, but has a shitty fucking outlook on training and shit like that. Cause I know y'all can do really fucking good. That's the thing. It's like, fuck, you know, fuck camps or whatever, but just like, dude, y'all are so worth it. Like, and even, I don't know if it's coming from a martyr perspective and empathetic perspective. Cause I know a lot. And we actually had this conversation too last week. It's like all of us in the industry, we're fucking emotional fucking creatures, but sometimes there's a point of where we have to put those emotions. Aside. We keep them in check, not aside. Like I know some of y'all can't be like me just like work, work. Um, but we need to put those kind of off the table when it comes to running your business. Right. And it's like, again, you're not being cold hearted. You're not, being, oh, we're going to gatekeep dog training away from these type of people or whatever else. It's like, no, betterment your business, make more money, whatever money it is. And also don't be attracted to, I'm going to go on a little rant really quickly. Don't be attracted to coaches that are like, make all the money in your business because like, okay, cool. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, what are you going to do with that money? But make more money where you can reinvest back into the things that mean the most to you. Again, education, potentially getting a facility so you can help more people, getting a facility so you can start hiring people, creating jobs, uh, contributing to your local economy, uh, creating scholarships, giving back, right? And that's the thing. It's like, and then it all boils down to like, well, I can't charge more because I only do group classes. That's why we're fucking talking about the fucking board and train. Dude, I remember last year, Maggie did a, um, did a Facebook post. I don't know. Was that on your private, was on your Facebook or was it like in the Facebook group we have where you're like the seven, seven and a half K board and trained and people lost their shit over it. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Because it was around the money. They're like, how, how that's not ethical. That's not ethical. Well, I don't see anything ethical when you are sacrificing every single fucking thing in the world. And yeah, there's always going to be outliers because I know there's people like, well, well, I do it this way and I'm happy. Great. Congratulations. Good on you. But there's no fucking pride when you sacrifice like everything. It's not ethical to to be fucking broke and scraping by. And and it hurts my fucking heart when I see people doing that, especially in the dog training industry. Anyway, um, I went on a rant that doesn't make any sense, but that's that. <laughs> well, it does no, make sense. Does. Well, but... well, look, I mean, at the bare minimum, like you could be like, all right, well, I, I, I'm going to hold two beliefs that one, that that's bullshit. Second, that there's actually people out there that when I put all of my shit aside, they as independent humans, because mm-hmm. I'm going to give them the courtesy of being their own fucking people responsible for their own resources and decision-making to find value in something higher end, And for that person to pay me you know, fucking 30 times more than my average Mm. client does. And then I'm going to fucking be responsible with the gift of those resources. Like there's nothing wrong with fucking doing that. You know, there's, Mm -hmm. and that's, that's one thing I've learned from like hanging out with other people that are also at the top of their other different types of industries is like really the people that work their way to the top are the one that the ones that like find their way there because they actually consistently give space to their clients to actually make decisions for themselves. And that Mm -hmm. can mean expanding your idea about money. That's what that means in this industry in particular, because there's many of other industries that like throw around, you know, 30 K on a personal basis. Like it's fucking nothing, right? For 40 K hundred K a fucking million dollars. Like it's nothing. I've never thrown a million dollars around, but I've thrown, you know, tens of thousands of dollars around before never thought that I'd do that, you know? So like you have to upgrade your thinking. If you're not prepared for the people that are mature enough in the market to be able to like afford to happily buy you as an individual for a $10,000 thing or $15,000 thing that you're not like selling your soul to the devil for, then like, why the fuck not? Why judge them? Be like, no, because <laughs> you're never going to have those conversations. You're never going to get to give yourself those opportunities for advancement unless you give your yourself the, the possibility that it fucking exists, you know? And I think who we hang out with really does make a difference of like how we find ourselves working our way through our business models, because at the end of the day, like, you know, your relationship here. All right. If I can give you guys one bit of advice today, come up with something so awesome that people will buy from you that it's so overpriced that your colleagues no longer want to be friends with you anymore. Do you make your colleagues so uncomfortable that you're making that much money that they're like, uh, I can't look at myself in the mirror today. Boom. And that's none of your fucking responsibility what they're thinking about you too. No, that's the thing is there's, there's two places in our head. It's like, the place where the market will buy. And then there's the place that we feel guilty because of X, Y, and Z. And I guarantee you those two places are vastly different than what you think. Dude, one of the most controversial things I've ever said before, and I've gotten some, not fucking feedback, but some slack on was charge more than your mentor. (laughs) And that ruffled some fucking feathers. Why not? Yeah. Charge more than your mentor. The mentor mentor should exist to create a stronger system. 
And with inflation and prepping for the future and like, dude, dogs are going to continue being like very deep seated, like (sighs) placement pieces in people's lives. Therapists, doctors, there's very few professions that have an opportunity to get in as deep as we do with clients. You guys could be changing the way that people feed their own fucking kids. Like, like your impact in people's personal lives have so much opportunity and people sense that. And like, yeah, you should charge as much as you can because it gives you a chance to stay in the game for the long run. And that's really what you want to know what the money boils down to, whether or not you're going to be here in five years. Mm. You know, the Joe Schmo down the road that thinks that they're fucking business coaching in the industry right now. Most of them are teaching outdated models where you guys aren't going to be here fucking five years from now. So it's a mute, all of the marketing, this marketing, that grow schmo down. Like it's a, it's all a mute point anyway, you know, positive only business coaching. Like it's trash. It's trash. It doesn't matter if you're not willing to have this conversation. Yeah. Damn. Let that fucking sink in the toilet of conversation. I've been so, around you guys. <laughs> she's been around. She's been coaching for like what 19 years at this point. <laughs> I don't know. I dude, I think back these days. I'm like, motherfuckers, I started when doggy daycares were an idea. Mm, they were an inception. Yeah. They were the first like four in the country. And I was like, no, there's something here. It could be better if people know what to look for. And like mm. I was the person fucking teaching people how to like navigate that shit uh, over like decade and a half ago. Two decades yep. ago. Two decades ago at this point, yeah. I'm like, there's no, oh, she says fuck one too many times. Okay, yeah, well, good luck finding the information anywhere else. You're just not going to find it. I might be a little pre-seasoned, but that's fine. It's actually your better, <laughs> though. You're like a crockpot. I don't get one. <laughs> You're like a crockpot. You're like a crockpot, Maggie. You've just been simmering for years. <laughs> yeah, well, and and we're we're never wrong. No, it's scary how never wrong we are. I mean, I I can smell things coming and then Kristen can put a fucking fine tune on that shit like nobody's business. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, not who we are, but here's actually, can I get one thing off my chest? This has nothing to do with the original topic, but it's been coming up a lot. A lot of you guys, and I love you for saying, for like acknowledging us as people. Oh my God, like you guys just fucking make sense and you're real. And like, I appreciate you being here. And I'm like, ah, I also thank you. And I've also had a lot of, we've had these conversations, people trying to get into selling to you guys as a commodity, right? You guys are now a market. We sell to you. Sure. You're part of our market, but here's a, here's a difference. When I got into this, it was doggy dog world. There's a new emerging market. We were all, there was just a bunch of old burned out fucking people trying to like fit into the next century of shit. This was like late nineties dog ownership, right? We, we yelled and kicked and screamed about, you know, educating our puppies and group classes. And then everybody did it. And all of a sudden like dog owners had fucking expectations and we were like trying to rise to the occasion, right? People were having heart attacks left and right. The suicide rate was fucking getting insane. The rate of disease, like people getting sick from overworking, overcaring. It was crazy. And I was like tasked with being like the young person that could foresee shit to try to fucking save people from like having strokes and shit. Now I look out there and I'm like, oh my God, there's so many of these like feels like fake business coaches. It's like people get into it because they sniff money out with you guys, right? They're like, Mm -hmm. oh. 
you know, people need help. Like there's a market there. And then I'm like, why? And then we get these people that come in. Some of them are very sweet, by the way. <laughs> I'm not saying that every bro schmo is like, you know, trying to just steal your money, but it's so common now that like, there's really sweet people that are like, I'm going to be a VA or dude, I'm going like, to interrupt you. Marketing. I'm interrupting you right now. This is real time. I just got a notification on my phone in our pet dog business owners group. Hi, pet product business founders. Tell me what you're struggling with when it comes to creating your messaging on your Instagram and I'll send you a free ebook oh. to help. Oh, this is what I'm, I'm talking gonna, about. I'm going to delete it. Cause I don't want, you know, shit like that, but exactly, exactly what you're just talking about right there. Sorry. Keep going. Yes. No, exactly. Well, no, that's exactly right. It's like, Oh, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like you guys are look, looking for answers and everything feels bright and shining right now. And there's these people. And, and when they come through, they're like, Hey, help me sell to pet business owners. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, I, my question is always like, but why? Like what, what is the end goal? And for us, like the end goal is no man, like your, your marriage is on the line, your relationship with your kids or your future kids or your family or fucking repairing yourself from your family, like whatever it is, there's a bigger picture, but you're also like, that's this like entrepreneurial, like what's the next thing I could do? What's ne- what's the next level for my clients? What's the next level for me? What's the next level in the industry? There's always these like, answers you're looking for right and and oh, if we don't have people like searching actively for you on your behalf for like your health and safety like what what do we have mm-hmm. we don't have a co- we don't have coaching and that, that's the other thing that you and I've noticed right people are like oh yeah, yeah I've hired you know a coach and it's like no you've hired somebody to like do lead generation or marketing yeah, they're not your marketing <clears throat> yeah sorry i'm losing my voice again you guys i just oh i feel free no. all it's a really crazy market out there right now yeah 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 i mean i'm i'm not going to go too far off of this but i agree with everything this is a conversation we need to also have more of um something i was actually thinking about doing a while back was like how to hire a business coach like what are some of the things it's like to us like hire whoever the fuck you want and just make sure they're in alignment and they have a future fucking focus right because if you go and hire somebody because like hey you know maybe you need leads or lead generation and when i do lead generation for people it's i'll admit it is actually short term focus but you need to have the overall longer vision with that type of stuff, right? So it's like, cool, yeah, you made $10,000 this month, $20,000 this month, $50,000 this month. What do you do with that money? What's the long-term vision of that? Like, what are you gonna, what are you gonna reinvest back in? How are you gonna keep that money? We had somebody that just came into our school for <laughs> a couple weeks. Yeah, she she literally hired somebody and um she made double her money, but she kept less. And we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's like the last thing we want things to happen to you all, like making triple the money. And then you're like, you have triple the expenses too. Anyway, I digress. Um, I do want to wrap this up because this is a really good conversation to have a little bit later on. Maybe we'll do that in November at some point or later in October. And thank you, Maggie, for bringing it up. Um, do you have any closing thoughts on that, Maggie? The whole kind of what you were just talking about. Dude. Everybody wants to focus on marketing and leads right now. Mm -hmm. And that goes back to our point today. Guys, if you don't have a plan in place for having a board and train as your business blueprint, like the the board and train blueprint itself, which we also teach Lima base, like the most high end 
functioning, like fine-tuned fucking board and train system for three week like model, like from day one through day 21, right? Having your financial plan and putting that foot forward, you don't even have to think about leads. A lot of you guys, if you're bringing in like five leads a week, yes, we can turn around and give you 25 in a day. But even if you only have five, don't sell a $500 thing to them. Sell a $5,000 thing. And if board and trains isn't something that you've really like connected the dots with or like fine-tuned, you got to reach out to us. You got to at least join the webinar, join the fucking class. Like, I don't give a shit. Talk to us. We'll help figure it out with you. Yeah. Um, so what would you say, Maggie, what is the first thing that like a force free trader that's listening to us who's stuck along? Yay. Congratulations. We love you. Can do to start their first board, like their first uh, force free board and train. Like what's the first critical thing they could do without giving it away too, too much. They're like, yes, I'm in. I want to do my first board and train. I'm in for this. You guys fucking rock. Like, what would you say would be their next step? Honestly, from like the real place in my heart, I'm like, dude, you just reach out to us. You don't want to do it alone. Like, mm-hmm. that's the thing is we're not saying go charge a bunch of money and just go figure it out. Like, yes, know that you can do that, but talk to us first. Talk to somebody. I don't, not even us. Like, Go to the person where you're like, wow, they do the best quality board and train that I know exists. And like, how do I mentor under them? Because then you separately as a business person can be like, I'm going to charge 3,500 and I'm going to pay this person a thousand or 1500 to like mm-hmm. watch over me as I do, as I like do this case over the next three weeks and, you're, and immerse yourself in it and give a chunk of your, that's the fucking whatever you charge to that person. Like, I don't know, have a plan for it, but just go for it. Stop. Like, don't wait because you're afraid of getting judged. You know, you heard a few bad stories. Yeah. yeah. This is what the market wants. Do it. (laughs) Give them what they want. (laughs) Give them what it wants. Give them what they want. Yeah, exactly. Not what you think or what you're being surrounded with, they told they want, right? That's the fucking big thing. All right, y'all. So we're going to wrap this up. So I believe I said it was, I'm looking at my account. This is how, this is how planned we are here at Dog Biz School. We really aren't because that's the fun. Fuck plans. Um, Fuck plans. Yeah, no, it's all about the strategy. It's all plans, uh, strategy over plans or, or and ideas too. So it's going to be October 11th, Tuesday. And I believe it's going to be probably like 5 p.m. Eastern. I don't have the Zoom link or anything for that just yet, but it's going to be like a board and trade blueprint. And then if you don't feel like waiting out, like seriously, just reach out to one of us, go to our website, fucking reach out to me on Instagram, DM me. We do have a board and trade blueprint. Y'all can like, we can see if it's going to be a good fit or not. And just, you know, talk, right? Because here's the thing yeah. too. I've had this, I said this yesterday too on Instagram. I was like, here's the difference. Like, yeah, we are here to sell but not to you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I no. It's so funny. Cause like, I'd say like, I don't know, 80% of applications that come in, like they're really good conversations for mm-hmm. us to keep t- in, in touch with you guys as a whole. Like yes. when, if you fill out an application, you're doing us a favor as much as we're doing you a favor to give you a quote unquote free, free session. Like it's not about the end result. I mean, look, we want a better end, end result for you, right? But like, let's say that you're like, oh my God, I got a, got a great conversation, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like this, this was the result. And like, I didn't buy anything. We're not going, I didn't sell them anything. It's like, oh my God, this piece of the conversation really helped 
us to fine tune this, this part of like our, you know, plan for two months to help serve you guys. Mm -hmm. So like, it doesn't, I don't know. It's a give and take. Like we're here for the give and take relationship with you guys. Exactly. And we don't, as, as much as, you know, the F-bombs we drop, we actually don't bite very much. No, we kind of do. If you're rude to us, <laughs> if you're rude or if you bring in somebody who's really mean to that's holding you back, we will tell you the fucking truth about that one. That's a whole that's other true. conversation that I don't want to trigger anybody on listening to uh, this right now. That is anyway. Very, well, well, also, <laughs> I feel like we officially like, you know, the cat's out of the bag. We're Lima trainers. We're ba- we're we're not. We're I'm not, <laughs> look, guys. All right. Very end of the fucking podcast. I hope most people miss this piece. Our foundations are with Lima trainers, not balanced community. Balanced community accepted me because they're not afraid to make money. This is like 15 years ago. But like the reality is I, I belong with my fucking positive trainers. You guys are my homies. That's how I train. And that's the kind of boarding trains you guys can expect. Like you're fine. <laughs> Jump ship. You know what? The water's better. The water's better over with grassroots because we don't actually exist in any of the pools of training communities mm-hmm. we're the ones to make money first and then you get to be good people on the back end like you're exactly. gonna be fine <laughs> you're gonna be fine just trust yeah. us yeah, yeah I'm exactly. fine. i know it's so funny we're always like when we say like listen you're gonna be okay it's it's honestly it's not gonna kill you even though it feels like it's gonna it sucks right now we don't say it to be facetious but we're just like we've seen it all so many times you're like you're gonna be fine and then when you are fine, what we do ask you to do is pay the Maggie's rate char because we do have a running rate char and you get, you get to deposit, you get to deposit a coin, a raccoon coin. That's our crypto. That is our, yeah, a raccoon. Raccoon. <laughs> so a raccoon coin. It's a raccoon coin. All right. Well, That's Maggie, true. thank you so much for joining. I appreciate you. I appreciate you too. Thanks for dealing. I know my voice is breaking up, but thanks for tolerating me guys. And also, if you ever get a call from one of us, Call your mother. <laughs> We're your business mommies. We are your business mommies. Call your mothers. Call We're your mothers. <laughs> call your mothers. All has, right? has, I wonder if anybody on who's listening got the business mommy conversation yet from us. Probably yeah. not. I even posted oh. in our group today. I was like, business mommy checking in. How are you? <laughs> I know. <laughs> call it's your fine. mother in Florida and book a tone. Yeah. Well, on Sunday. I, mean, I do like Florida. We, we go down there often. We decided on Lake Norman this this most recent. Yes, time. we're going to Lake Norman this time. All right, y'all. I'm gonna wrap this up. Thank you, Maggie. I'll talk to you later. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. Hey there. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Mind Your Own Dog Business Podcast. Mind Your Own Dog Business is hosted by me, Kristen Lee, and produced by the Unicorns over at the Dog Biz School team. For more information on how to get in touch with me. For more information on Dog Biz School or to learn more on how we can help you with your dog business, feel free to visit our website at dogbizschool.com. Now, if you really enjoy this episode, do me a favor and leave a five-star review on Apple. The reason why? Because we want to disrupt more dog training businesses and how people do the business of dogs. Till next time. Bye.